When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, Matt, you look pretty smug. Well, mate, I've been winning. Have you? Winning at life. You tend to win a lot. It's not really fair, is it? <laughs> a woman you love, she's having a baby, you can't wait, you used to win loads of money at poker, you own your own business, probably own your own house. <laughs> Anything else good? <laughs> I've been, uh, well, you know I like my NFL. Yeah. Well, but I play NFL uh, season-long fantasy, but I also play weekly fantasy. Oh, yeah. And I've been winning at that, which has been brilliant, because uh, it's, it's what I know more about. I know more about NFL than I do probably English football now. Fair enough. I know you're a big fan of NFL, but what is this? What, what is it? Well, do you, how have you been earning money out of it, though? Well, but it's, it's like poker. So everyone plays. It, it, it's a, a whole bunch of people, uh, your mates, other people, all paying, say, like $3, $5 or something like that. Yeah. Paul put in a fantasy team for that weekend yep. uh, off of that collection of games and there's a prize pool that's then divvied out to the, the top performing teams in that. Right, that's pretty good. So if yeah. you finish in the top 10, say, you might get a share of the money. D- yeah, but probably even because deep in that, depending on the amount of people that play in it. Right, cool. So it, it's quite a, cool, uh, quite a cool little game. Do you uh, play fantasy? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. quite like it. Um, Season-long? Season yeah, generally the season-long ones where you can make one transfer a week that way. But and how uh, how are you doing? Not great. About third from bottom. Probably. Right, so have you probably given up on it? I'm Bored, guessing. actually. Yeah, exactly. So this is, if you like playing fantasy football and you know you football, yeah. and, you, uh, and, and you don't hate money... Yeah, I love money. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, this is a game for you, because you know a bit about football, but, but it's like a new season every weekend, really. Right, so it literally asks the, the length of a game day, like, say, on a Saturday. Exactly. So... It could be Saturday's fixtures, and you make a team out of all the players that are eligible within that. Mm. You've got a certain salary, so you'd pick your team, and then you'd go into the t- a tournament with all the other people that have t- picked their teams, and hopefully your team, your players score, keep clean sheets, etc., and you end up um, winning a bit of cash. So that's, this is that DraftKings? Yeah, it's DraftKings, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a few out there, but DraftKings is pretty much the best. Right. Um, and uh, it's, it's what I play on. So uh, and what we're going to do is, because I've, uh, I know the guys down there, and because I've been doing all right on the NFL one, yeah. what they've said is, why don't, you, why don't you see if you can do it at uh, football? What, what, so we've got like a Bull Street one? Well, me and you, yeah. because I, you know more, I know about fantasy, you know about football. Yeah. You're the guy. I feel like this is all on me. It's not, it's on us. Okay. But you're going to be angry with me if, if we... Uh... If we don't win. Yeah. Um, well, no, because... The, the, right, okay, so what we're going to do is... As long here, as you try my hardest. Yeah, as long as you try hardest. All right, so what people need to do, people need to go to... Uh, www.obviously.com. 
draftkings.co.uk forward slash ball street mm-hmm. so that's draftkings.co.uk forward slash ball street go through to that page uh, and you come through to a little tournament and you sign up you deposit some cash in it and you get a free entry into a little tournament that we're going to be playing which is called the EPL 20k striker uh, where there's a $20,000 which is about 15,000 UK pounds uh, a 20,000 guaranteed tournament that means there's $20,000 worth of money in the kitty so you can play in this for free yep and you pick your team you compete against all these other uh, other teams yeah and if you rank say in the top 20 or whatever well, it, it might be yeah you uh, can get some cash yeah exactly but there's also what happens if they beat us yeah if they beat us then they get um, they get to go uh, they get another free entry into another similar tournament which is another shot at that kind of prize pool what if what if I <laughs> what if I if I create a team oh my god why are you you're going to make things complicated here aren't you <laughs> just quickly you don't have to answer but what if I create a team that beats us <laughs> do I get a free entry yeah. yeah, I reckon I might do that then. So double my chance. So we're going to put it to we we need to set it up, but we're going to be called Ball Street or Long Ball Street. Yeah, you can even add us as a friend on there as well. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, what you do is go to DraftKings.co.uk forward slash Ball Street. It's very simple from there. Register, put in your team for this for this. It's like a Saturday EPL tournament, mm. um, and people are going to choose a team and they'll go against us mate and yeah. I think that we're going to we, 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 we smash them to the ground with my looks and your personality yep we'll do alright does that help in fantasy football I'm not sure probably not um, and if you do add us as friends on DraftKings don't message us <laughs> we're big time <laughs> we're not big time well this is a competition isn't it? Yeah. no friends okay alright so yeah DraftKings.co.uk forward slash ball street Go on there and we'll see you at the far post. Win yourself some money. Long Leon McKenzie, you're an ex-professional footballer who played for Palace, Peterborough, Norwich, Coventry, Charlton, Northampton, Kettering and Corby Town. You scored 115 goals in 393 appearances. You retired after 18 years in football. Most of them just left it there, but you thought, nah, I'm going to get punched in the face for a living. So you moved on and turned pro as a boxer at 35. You've had nine fights, winning eight, drawing one. You've picked up the International Masters belt and are scheduled to fight at the York Hall on the 12th of November against Jermaine Smile for the English title. Correct. You're the master of two crafts. You're Leon McKenzie. Welcome to the Long Ball Street. This is your life. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one thing to correct on that, though. What? He doesn't get punched in the face for a living. He punches people in the face for a living. Well, I've seen him fight. It's a bit of give and take, to be fair. Yeah, I, I, I take a few, but I'm um, sure as hell uh, La- fight back. Last fight didn't take many. 43 seconds, didn't yeah. it? No, everyone's different. I, I um, seem to adapt to every opponent. Mm. I've had a few little tough fights along the way early on, but always underestimated from day one so since I've stepped into the ring. Yeah. And it's just nice to be able to still be winning. Yeah. And now we're at the levels of uh, potentially being champion of England. Yeah. Absolutely, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, but you, I mean, so I've, I've, I must have seen. Uh, how many fights have you had now, by the way? What? Now coming up, number ten. This is yeah. number ten. So I must have seen maybe about like seven of your fights or mm. something like that. And you, uh, a couple of them were 
were wars like where people have come in wanting you early on like what was that, that mm. draw one um, that mm. Darren McKenna that was a, mm. that was quite sad it was a good fight to have early on in my career because it it was not only welcome to uh, boxing like the professional sport um, it just taught me it's not always going to go it doesn't always go your way yeah. you're not going to always be able to box neatly and so forth but that, what that did show me is, is that I had the character to to fight mm. and um, you know I didn't lose the fight but it was a nice learning experience and we we've improved every fight the main thing for us yeah. is improving every fight since we've started well, well that's the thing I mean I remember that fact because there's been this beef on Twitter hadn't there where I think when you just started fighting and he'd been saying like almost what's a footballer trying to get into the ring for like yeah. I'm not having that yeah. I mean that's all that's all, it's, it's the same way even with the English champion now he actually said a few remarks mm. again the whole cliche thing about oh you know this is not football and I think what these guys are really um, missing to understand is is that I've been in the gym from seven years old, probably even before some of these are in, like, you know what I mean? Mm. They're probably still at nursery, yeah. literally. So regardless of um, this whole cliche about, yeah, well, you know, it's not football and blah, 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 well, I'm winning and I'm fighting you next, mate. <laughs> yeah. So I hope you don't come into the ring thinking... You know, yeah. I'm just a footballer because it's a whole yeah. different. It's just a whole different ball game. If, if that's what he's thinking, then he's underestimating you, surely. Maybe, maybe him and his team are. I mean, when you have in the head, like if you if you if you've got that mentality and you're trying to use that psychological warfare yeah. to say, mm, yeah, I mean, really, he's, you know, he's just a footballer. You know, do your homework properly before you start making judgments. Is all I say to anyone. I mm. don't I don't underestimate the champion, but. I sure don't underestimate me. So, yeah. but that—that's th the most um, clear thing that I think that I've got from the time that we've spent together and the time from watching you fight is that you're hard, like you're fucking hard, like you know, you know what I mean. Like you have this um, indomitable spirit that resilience. Yeah, it's like <laughs> in there. It's just you could just tell. You're like, right, no, I'm sorry, mate, not today. It's like Gandalf. When he's standing there saying, Thou shalt not pass in that Lord of the Rings or whatever. There's, there's a moment in a couple of fights where you're just like, Hang on a minute, mm. fucking no. And it becomes a dogfight. Yeah, and you have got this, oh mate, you, you are. Special, hard. There's a special quality. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, to, to reach the, this championship level, it's not easy to do, number one. You know, everyone goes on about age and everything else, but obviously for me, it's not really an issue, but it's always an issue when you talk about it in boxing or yeah. whatever it is. I'm 38 years old. I'm fighting for the English title. It's, it's as simple as that. And the reality because of that is because I've visualised it for a very long time and I believe. Um, and where my heart is, I carry a lot of my dad's spirit. Because your dad was a, a European... Former level. British European champion. Um, so when I fight, you know, I don't feel like I'm fighting by myself. Let's put it that way. So there's a, there's a certain inner strength and secret that happens when I when I fight. And I feel like, you know, I've always said this, like two hearts become one. Mm. And that's what makes it very powerful. And that's where the mm. opponent finds out yeah. of the shit. Yeah. The, we were talking earlier, Matt, and you said something really interesting. Because you're 38, 
but you haven't had a boxer's career. You haven't been, you're not punchy. You haven't been taking huge blows. Mm. So it's not a 38, like... Yeah, it's not like you've been boxing no, no, of for, course for, for 20 so years and you've had all that, all I've the sparring. No, I've, got and no, all you know, I've got no mileage on the club. You speak well. Like um, you still got tread on the tyres. Pretty much. We've still got, you know, we've still got a few... Few gears to to, to to go. So still, got a few still handsome, if you don't mind me saying. It's not Be- weird. Beautifully handsome. Thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Both all those stuff is true. But thirty-eight is. Um, yeah, you say it's not thirty-eight like a typical boxer's thirty-eight. You're mm. in your English. I'm going for the English title. Look after myself. Yeah, you look after yourself clearly. Mm. Um, don't want to go too much into it, but Callum Smith might vacate or will vacate his British title. That leaves that up for grabs. Of course. Listen, the division is like once once Callum uh, Smith goes on to world honours, which is great. Yeah. Um, the division opens up again massively. So winning this fight is a world title fight for me. Really, um, it's a tough it's a tough fight for me. There's no, you know, there's no getting away from that. But at the same time, so so capable of of coming out pretty pretty strong and. Um, mm. That will lead to even more bigger things. Mm, you yeah. know? If I can get a, a couple of very good um, fights after this, a couple of good paydays, you know, I think I can uh, kindly retire satisfied. Well, after the British, whatever, 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 whatever. Who who knows what's going to be, um, you know, given to me after? You yeah, know, there's, yeah. there's 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 Commonwealth titles. There's the British title ultimately of course anyone would love to fight for that prestige title um, it's a title my dad won and my uncle that's so, nice yeah. you know it'd, lo- it'd be lovely to uh, but then you know you have to appreciate um, so much in regards with the, the journey so you know whether that opportunity comes you know what's written's written I believe so you know if it comes then it's, it's meant to be um, but Everything I'm doing up to this point and everything I do now is not through not trying. So I don't ever think if it didn't, if the British title didn't come, I wouldn't sort of sit back and think, oh, you know what, I've, I've not achieved. Even mm. to get to this level now, yeah. I feel like I've, I've won so much to get to fight for an English title, mm. considering you know where I've come from and my journey and everything else. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I just want to set this point then, right? Because I think so. So, so Leon, we, anyone that's listening now, they're listening to this uh, boxer that's um, ultimately going for the English super middleweight title. Uh, it's in November. Are tickets still available for this, by the way? Yeah, tickets still available. There's a link on my Twitter actually, Leon McKenzie one at Leon McKenzie one, um, where you can go online and possibly. Get tickets there. So we're going to this. Or... We're going to this fight. Yeah. I'm going to fly. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're going to come to this fight. Um, so what we'll do is so we'll, the tickets call. are flying online. We've done a lot of tickets online. So we'll, um, we'll put a link on this. So if anyone that's listening yeah. to this, because I think that uh, we're, right, we're going to go back in a minute and start at the beginning, which is which is you growing up and then starting to play for Palace and stuff like that. And I mm. think we'll end up coming back to the boxing yeah, uh, sure. in the end. But but just want to say this moment in time, you're going to enjoy this podcast. You're going to enjoy Leon, and and you're going to enjoy the thought of coming to this fight and seeing this kind of history yeah. uh, sort of happening. So we'll, we'll put a link in there. Absolutely. But but your old man and your uncle were boxers, and so you mm. essentially grew up what South. London yeah well, I was Croydon born Croydon born Mayday Hospital um, and then I grew up I mean my dad was pretty hot at the time boxing yeah. wise so 
and my uncle really coming through. So South London, we were sort of moved we moved between areas. So I lived in Fulton Heath for a little while, and then we was like kind of near Streatham, All right? And then moved to like Hernhill. And so these were these quite tough areas back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, areas, uh, you know, South London. You, you grow up and you you have your kind of like you have your bad estates and <laughs> and so forth. But you know where my dad was doing all right. I was pretty. Um, Comfortable, should we should mm. say? He he was pretty smart regarding how he how he grew me. So when I initially went to him, I could have stayed in like those kind of areas. And I had listen, like every anything, I had like my bad set of friends, and I had friends who were just kind of you know mm. straight down the middle. But I think he realised taking me out of the you know influences that would probably you know probably could have killed my career yeah right moved me to an area called Causeland right near Purley um and then I'm all of a sudden things just started changing a little Mm. bit um and then I was how do you mean changing just like just I wasn't really uh being influenced as such with maybe the people that was maybe a little bit lost at the time that I was involved with and right. my friends and you know when you're at school you know what I mean there's always going to be influences and yeah. it's, a, it's a way of growing up it's life yeah trying to work out right things. from wrong and... exactly that and um, I think the, the first time the first time I actually got in trouble so I remember actually even when I did go to calls and it, trouble will always find you no matter what so it doesn't matter whether you move from this area or that area it helps mm. but when it's when it's supposed to happen it's supposed to happen but you have to go through certain things so I remember that one time and I um, was out of a group of my, my pals from school and, that, and uh, I was for some reason I was always getting sort of bullied a lot in my younger years whether because maybe I've got a dad that's a boxer and, yeah I was just thinking and, is it because of that and else Especially like, you know, around like 12, 13 years old, 11, 12. Oh, mate. Like, because I was changing schools a lot. So I was going to go into new schools, settle. Um, and actually, it was a lot of black, it was a big group of black kids, actually. And I was at a school in Streatham. And my dad, mum and dad were living in a pub called the Park Tavern at the time. And boy, did I get bullied. Like, every day. Like, bam, bam, bam. What, like, what physically? Physically, beat up. Into fire. Yeah, physically beat up. So it was that. It was around them times where my dad had a gym actually in in the um, pub. Yeah, gym you know, in the pub. I'm literally, just, <laughs> yeah, literally. I just, I just, I just, you know, learned to fight. Have you ever seen like Rocky Five where his son, like Tommy Gunn Morrison? Tommy yes, that's, that's the film. Right. So. His son has a little kind of phase of getting bullied, right? And mm. obviously, um, you know, he gets taught how to fight and so forth. And then uh, it's pretty kind of a similar thing where, you know, thing, you know, I was getting kind of bullied and then I was allowed to fight and then all of a sudden one day something just clicked. Right. And then I never sort of looked back after that, really. Right, OK. So all of a sudden, any bullies that were getting... Yeah. I've had, I had one scare back in the day where I, I think I had, a, I had, like, a weapon on me or something. Just was like I heard I was going to get stabbed. Oh wow! So someone was threatening to stab me, and I was like, "Okay, well, I'm not gonna have that." And this is at school. Is this like an ongoing beef that you had with someone? Or not really ongoing beef, but just certain people just didn't like. You know, you get in this world, you get a lot of jealous people. Yeah. And when you're younger, some like it's like today's society. There's so many of these young kids going around stabbing people, mm. 
whether it's to do with a gang relation thing, whether it's to do with just like a bit of like ego, yeah. whatever it is. Not much to it. But there's kids that are losing their lives over bullshit, yeah. right? And it's so scary because culturally, like, it's the biggest. Like, I, I remember, and this is the honest truth, right? The person that threatened to stab me, I remember getting a bit like shook up for me, and I was yeah. like, okay, cool. When actually got caught, the police came actually, and they we got searched, and then we got put in a cell for a day, and I was like, just devo, like really scared and blah blah. blah. This was like fourteen. Mm, shit. And uh, my dad came. I remember my dad coming into the police station, like giving me them eyes, and I thought, oh no, I'm, my life's finished. <laughs> <laughs> so that really scared me. So I never, I never really got in trouble. Obviously, later on in life, I did for for other reasons yeah. what we can talk about. But you know, I pretty much that kind of sort of changed me but I know that from from going through like these little experiences it definitely um, moulded and in, obviously in the background all of these times you're like a flourishing footballer you were on Palace's books at that time no right so I was playing Sunday league football were, um, you, were you always just standing athletic or were you just athletic. good at everything yeah you were like, you? athletic yeah so yeah. I was the captain of my athletics team at a Winterbourne school. Right. Uh, was it speed? Uh, like, just um, speed, just hot everything, can it? Right. Heart speed or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, just a very sporty person. Right. Everyone that knew me was always very, kind of, very sporty. Some people but just very, have very that gift, don't they, where they're just... Very, yeah, very... It's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just blessed, but very, very yeah. dedicated. You can't not be dedicated. But, oh, sorry, that's what I was going to say. Going back to the point where the bully... Yeah, yeah. ...threatened to stab me. Um, do you know funny thing is many years later and I was playing professional football at the time I might have been at Palace just towards the back end of it but I saw that guy again right yeah in Purley walking so he's a grown man now and I'm a grown man right you know I stopped my car got out got out of the car I went up to him yeah and I looked at him I said I said his name I'm not going to say his name but I said his name and he was like, oh, my God, how, how you doing, Leon? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, go, he goes to me, bloody hell, you've got so big. <laughs> and he's like, I've never seen someone's face just drop and go white. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm a so different... Was he older than you? Season. A couple of years right, older. So, but that's a lot in school. It's a lot in school. Yeah. A couple of years older, but the time had come... You know, and that, that kid, you know, what he said to me at that particular time, and I was like, and I actually said to him, do you want to finish what we, <laughs> do you want to finish this again? Like, I actually said to him, and he's like, Leon, don't be silly, I'm silly, mate. <laughs> silly, mate, don't be silly, yeah. blah, blah, Never, you know, and that was that, you know. Oh, I wow. thought, do you know what? Cool. Shook his hand, bounced, but it was nothing, it was nice to get off my chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like a, a, a line so, drawn on. So the... What I'm trying to say, the catch with that is, is that all these kids that keep going around doing all these stupid things, the at the ages that they are, when they become men, they realise the pattern that they was going through, and you know, for him to kind of just be like, 
you know, now he's a grown man. So now his mentality is different. Of course. You know, right? he's more aware of consequences. So now the consequences, only he knew while he was become a man, mm. the consequences are different now. Yeah. And he knew that, but some of his kids don't. So of course. No. I mean, you get to a certain age where you think, I so can't sad. believe I acted like that. Or I, you yeah. know what I mean? And you're regretful, yeah. mostly. So do, 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 do what I learned from that is he regretted it. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what? Very quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what I think that the 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 reason for a lot of that stuff? Because it is a fascinating. You know, when you 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 open the paper, you see on the news this stuff happening often, isn't it? In mm. well around the world, but in uh, in London especially, mm. uh, I think it's fear. You mm. know, I think it's people are actually scared a lot of the time and. It, it, people think that if, if they're feeling weak then they've got to act strong to compensate for that to mask mm. that because mm. a lot of times in schools the people that are the ones that are the, the loudest the ones that are picking on other people and they're pointing out other people's faults are the ones that are actually unhappiest themselves mm. you know so mm. I think a lot of times it's kind of people are scared so they do something that's aggressive mm. in order to then maybe make people fearful of them in a way mm. I, yeah, I, that, I, I, I would definitely I went, yeah. I, I've said this before we, talk, we talked about it when we met mm-hmm. with Akin Fenwell but I went to a school called Highbury Grove, which is notoriously rough. He was uh, school, well, not school pals, but it was like the year below or the year above uh, above uh, Bayo. And it was uh, tough, really hard growing up. And I mean, you can see Flav now was the I'm cock not, of the school, like obviously, you know, <laughs> one way or another. And I found out that the the only way I was going <laughs> <or another, laughs> to get through it was to if you can't fight. I couldn't fight. <laughs> Certainly not in that squad. I'm not dead. Uh, you, you'd just be friendly. Just, just, just be kind. <laughs> just hope that no one kicks your head in. Because ulti- and there's another thing that just talking about bullies and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there was the, there's that cliche that you fight, you, you stand up to a bully. In my mm. school, if you stood up to a bully, you get battered. And if you batter him, his mates come and get you. Mm. I saw it happen many, yeah. many times, and it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that all goes on. To? I think it's got worse over generations. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But you know. Look, yeah, it's, it's sickening the way the way the way yeah. the young society is is going on at the moment. Something's got to clearly be done. You know, you're seeing things on uh, things get posted on Facebook all the time, but these these young girls getting absolutely yeah. beasted. Yeah, yeah. But, and then you got like little shit kids laughing around with their phones, yeah, yeah, yeah. laughing. I'm telling you this now. Yeah. <laughs> it don't want to happen to me and mine. Of course, because. You know what I mean? There's going yeah, to be there's going to so be far. serious yeah. consequences. Do you know, it's true. And that's I mean, the sad thing because when I watch these things, I, I, it breaks my heart. Yeah. I've got you know five children. I've got four beautiful girls. Like, obviously, everyone grows up. Of and end of the day, you don't want to see no kids going through all these 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 no. things on all their phones and po- but it's social networks. It's yeah. it's, it's my, killed a big some, part of our society. It's a mad world, world, isn't it? Job. Right yeah, now, yeah. and, and I'm I'm gonna have a, girl, a little it, girl it's, it's soon, sad. and it is frightening about the world that she's coming yeah, you've into. Got, you've got to protect her the best you can. Um, all right. Um, let's. So you was playing Sunday league football. Sunday league football. Yeah. Um. Uh, playing for school, county, and everything else. Oh, like 15, 16 now. Yeah, and then do you know what the for the story uh was pretty pretty funny because I left school kind of kind of just like messed up my GCSEs to be honest. Like I was just so like oh my god, like yeah. didn't really uh didn't do too well in school, so that wasn't good. <clears throat> but when I left I was just like, okay. I knew the the Crystal Palace youth team's uh manager, um his son went to my school. Like Woodcote High School in Causton, and um, got quite pally with him. Was he any good? He could kick a ball. He, I don't think he ever went on to sort of play the kid. But um, 
you know, nice kid, and we just spoke, and that he was also said to me like, oh, you know, my dad's trying, to, my dad's been looking at you, sort of thing. Mm. Like I said, like really, like okay, cool, great. Um, would you better give me his number? So just literally asked him for his number. Mm. Um, when I left school, I was in a bit of a lost. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to college. Yeah. When I get a job, like what am I going to do? Mm. Obviously, football's not. I'm pretty much 15 years old, or just turning 15. Did you have it in your mind that that's what you wanted? <clears throat> well, I would have loved to play football, and I got declined from about 10 clubs. Right. Okay. Because I'd wrote for trials. Right. So you. So I wrote. So you actually picked up a pen, wrote, and said, "I, I wrote want to letters play. to every I like that professional club mm. to say, please can I have a trial. I'm playing like such and such. Da, 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 blah blah. All declined me, right? Well, okay, maybe it's I like the hustle, though, Lee. I, I was trying, I was trying. Yeah, no, <laughs> Proactivity. I was, yeah, I was good. trying to be proactive, shall mm. we say. But, um, and then uh, one day I picked up the phone, called Peter Nicholas, who was the Palace Youth Team Manager at the time. I said, Pete, I was really nervous. He said, listen, um, obviously, Leo McKenzie, I know you've, I know you've been um, watching me, I believe, mm. I spoke to your, your, your boy. And he's like, yeah, 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 I know who you are, da-da-da-da, blah-blah-blah. I said, Pete, listen, I'm just going to just uh, speak to you from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to him, obviously, I'm just uh, in the process of leaving school, um, but I'm pretty much begging you to give me a trial, literally. Please give me a trial, and I'll come down, and I'll, you know, I'll show you. And to be fair, he said, right, OK, cool. Come down Monday morning. And um, went down, and the levels was actually quite frightening because mm. where I'd been in like Sunday football, no one ever coached me to hold up a ball. Right. No one ever co- coached me about my first touch. Or, and, or staying the, on side. Just and these things little like things that, that you. I was very raw, had ability, yeah. but very raw. Six months I was on trial for. Six months they kept me on trial for. So you, you got no contracts? <clears throat> Nothing. Week by week, come every back, day, ne- yeah. come back. Every day. So I was, I was pretty much doing everything the youth team were doing. Yeah. The same thing. Well, no school Didn't pay me a, nothing. Didn't get, pay me a penny, didn't pay me a penny. All they kept on saying to me, good week, you're doing good. Mm. Every week. And then it was like the six months, and um, I had to obviously grow and work and keep training hard. But my desire, my passion to want to... Sign that YTS contract. Mm. It's all I wanted at the time. So I, I've done everything I could mm. to make it happen. And the nice story about it is that at the end of that, they got me in the office, Steve Koppel, Peter Nicholas, and um, I signed off um, YTS, which is like, it's like next to nothing, 35 quid a week. Yeah. I was the happiest kid ever. <laughs> yeah, two, years, two years it was. But... The, ne- the first year of my YTS, done all right, mm. cool. Second year, cleaned up, literally. Just all starting after to goal, after goal, after goal, after goal, after goal. Do up. you know, um, Bo talked a bit about how, how you get, some like strikers get into that state where things just click. Mm. And often when you're completely relaxed, things just mm. seem to be going your way. Mm. You've experienced that then, and certainly at Peterborough later mm. in your career. Hunger. It's just, it's just knowing that... It, I, I learn very fast. I learn very fast. You can see in my boxing career now. Mm. So I pick up things real, real quick. So with observing like the kids around me, looking at the first team, looking how they played, looking how strikers played, looking how they want players to play, 
So I incorporate it into my game, and all of a sudden, I'm taking bits of that player, I'm taking bits mm. of that player, and then I'm, I'm making it my own. And then I've got that year where I'm just literally banging in goals for the youth team, become the top striker <laughs> in the youth team. This is a kid that's probably had a year who's just trying to, mm. you know, mm. everyone was hammering me when I first come. Oh, his first touch is shit. Like, what the players around you? Yeah, just general, like little bitches. Yeah. Footballers can be little bitches, yeah. do you know what I mean? Oh, like, you know, it's not, not good and da da da. You know, and it's funny because I overtook them all in that respect, in regards mm. of scoring goals and that. I love that. And then there's only one Saturday, I must have banged in like a hat trick. Ron Nodes was watching, told me to come off at half time, spoke to my granddad, and said, He's playing in the Coca-Cola Cup in the, <laughs> in the first team. The Tuesday coming, just about yeah, seventeen. And then, and then what happened in your debut? Score, scored on my debut, didn't I? Did you know, <laughs> you know, I didn't I know love that. that. Yeah, against South End. I love that. Two, what, what, two now. What the fuck? So, you're, and you're how old so you that then, day nice. was probably one of the greatest days of uh, of my life. The reason I say that is because it was only a few years back. I was watching like. Righty and Brighty. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Standing up watching them. In the stand, that's where yeah. you used to go watch your football. Yeah, just like, just every, every so often. Was you a Palace fan as well? Yeah, every so often I'd go to watch Palace, right. see what's going on, you know, where Eddie McGoldrick and all that was playing, John Salako. Mm. Must love Brighty guys. and Brighty. Yeah, and you see like Chris Coleman and that, and then all of a sudden I'm playing with Chris Coleman, Ray Houghton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Gareth Southgate. Schoolboys own stuff, actually. Like, yeah. feeding me the ball. Oh, mate. You know I what I mean? I, I, it was surreal. Yeah, of course. The goal, the goal was quality as well. The wicked ball from Dean Gordon at the time. Dean Gordon, I remember. the left back. Yeah, oh, he was a fucking player, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, good, good, good. Like Thunderfoot. Yeah, Dean Gordon. Yeah, whipped the ball in for me. I think it, Bruce Steyer laid it off to him. Bruce Steyer was quality as yeah, well. Bruce Steyer laid it off to him. Dean Gordon whipped it in. Left foot volley, bang. Football. 17 years so, old 17 years old scared <laughs> on my debut signed the next day they got me in the office signed a professional contract then shit yeah so then it all started from then didn't quite um, live up to the expectations Therefore, you know obviously you know always going off the back of like righty and mm. everything else even though righty was my hero a player that I looked up to very hard to kind of meet his expectations. Yeah, just a bit. But at the same time, you know, anyone that knows me, apparently anyone that knows me knows that I give my heart and soul. Mm. And, you know, whether it didn't quite work out for a goal ratio or whatever it was, you know I'm playing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And that's what every, every club I've gone to, you know I'm playing. And that's why I feel I'm respected to this day. Yeah, I mean, for a lot of footballers, going from 17 and having a career all the way through, like I said, 18 years. Yeah, good right, 18 years, yeah. That's a, that's a long career for a footballer. It's decent because, again, you've got to look at the character building of it as well because probably half of my career, I was in the treatment room. Yeah. With serious injuries. Yeah. And I can't stress to you how psychological damaging that, like, psychologically damaging that was. Because as fans, right, we... You hear of an injury to a player, like, I'm a Spurs fan, and yeah. saw Harry Kane go out, get turned over, and I didn't think psychologically what that impact, how that's going to affect him, how mm. difficult it is. It's just how it affects you, is it? It's like, it's fuck Harry Kane's not in. Completely, is he yeah. going to be fit for Arsenal? That was the first thing I think. And yeah. It's, it's, it's not sensitive, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not, just the way things... Listen, there's, there's, you know, you, you're a fan, yeah. and you want the best for the team, and you want to win. And the same thing for a player, but... 
you know when it, with me all I did was want to play football that, that was you know that, mm. I loved playing football I yeah. loved scoring goals but now it became out of my control so when you're getting like this in- if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Injury and that injury. I mean, my first bad injury was at Crystal Palace and I'd done my knee. I snapped my uh, cartilage in half, literally, from a bad tackle. I was probably never the same after that. Mm. But if it wasn't for Steve Koppel, that year... I couldn't even train. I could not train in a week. He just used to let me train Friday and I used to play on the Saturday for him. For a whole season, he'd done that for me. Yeah. So that helped me. Yeah. Probably no other manager. I probably wouldn't have got the chance yeah. again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's so much to do with man management, a manager that wants you to succeed, mm. and then there's managers that will just think, no, he's not fit, yeah. forget it. So it's a really kind of interesting balance but the the psychological warfare I had being injured quite a lot in my career was demoralising I, th- I think it's quite a common thing isn't it I know Jimmy Bullard um, I've spoken to him before about having injuries and, and the toll that takes and I guess that football such a um, it must be such an I don't know obviously because I've never played at that level but it must be such an exhilarating um mm-hmm. Experience when you're playing in the first team, you're scoring goals. You know the the, the best thing. There's no. I always, to be fair, I kind of lied when I made my professional debut and I said oh, there's no better feeling than that, not even scoring goals. But I don't think I'll ever get that feeling of scoring goals. There were certain goals I scored, and you'll see me the way I am. I've just over celebrated. Yeah. That Norwich one, <laughs> you, you were happy against yeah. Man U, both crying out loud. Yeah, but. The reason I over-celebrated like that is because it's just my passion. Yeah. It's like, 
you know what? Like, we're doing it. Mm. It's, it's, that's it. But that elation, what you're talking about, is it's the same for the fans mm. in a film. When, when there's goals against Arsenal, I can't, te- I can't explain. I've done yeah. lots of stuff in my life, right? All kinds of things. I had a lot of fun, right? I won't go into any more detail than that, but... There's no greater feeling than, than Spurs scoring against Arsenal. I swear to God, <laughs> I can't describe it. And you, you talk to people and say, that's just a game. You don't know what you're talking yeah. about. It's so much more than that. And I can't explain why. And, and, and I'm sad for you because you'll never feel that, that feeling. It's incredible. Mm. It's like pure <laughs> ecstasy. Yeah, so imagine being the guy that actually sticks it in and has that whole oh, explosion mate. around you. That, the whole, it. yeah, it, it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very, uh, you know, listen, uh, everything I've done was through, through hard work and I wasn't the most, you know, I wasn't the, the most prettiest of players and, you know, I wasn't the most technical player. I definitely um, could score a goal and I... Def- you definitely knew I was playing, but I think I, you know, to 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 try and get 18 years out of a career which was pretty pretty dogged with injuries, I, I can't complain. Mm. Yeah. But the I, I think the um, that injury thing. So obviously, when you've got that, you're playing football, you're you're buzzing off the fact that. Everyone knows your name. You're in the team. There's that whole build-up, isn't there, in a week to pre-match? Yeah. You know, what's the team? Who's going to be in the team they're playing? The crowd, the match, and then the post-match. You know, the headlines for yeah. when you score. Like, like I think you know. And again, from from chatting with uh, the likes of Jimmy about it, is that when when you are then injured, that drug-like feeling, that adrenaline surge that you get when that's taken away, that's that's difficult to deal with. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's like anything, really. I mean, and also, actually, when, when a player is injured, it's not like they're in amongst everyone else, is it? You spend a lot of time on your own, I've heard. Yes, you're separated from the others, aren't you? Mm. You're having to do different things. There's the amount of days I had to, you know, look out and seeing all the boys training and you're in a treatment room, it's, again, it's, it's not a nice feeling. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the things that put me into a serious depressive state just going through that every day so was you aware though that that was happening I was aware but I didn't want to believe it yeah because I'm pretty uh, you know Proud. Pretty, pretty proud person. So yeah, that's men, though, isn't it? There are a lot of- it is men, and that's why I speak so much today, mm. and that's why I do so much on mental health today. Because when I was going through the experiences, it's like you know I would probably. You could say I, was, I should have gone into acting, really, mm. literally. Because you were putting on a performance to try and make well, anyone, it anyone, cool. Anyone that would know me, you ask any players I was playing with at the time um, when I was going through my madness, they would probably wouldn't suspect that I was, like, literally on my face. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just pretty bubbly, pretty loud, and um, but inside dying. yeah. Uh, it's a massive issue. I've done. I've done some work. A lot of work with Calm. Are you aware of Calm? Yeah, I've done, I done the, the. I was front cover for, for on, on the magazine. Yeah. yeah, I've done massive work. We did a lot of work around male suicide, and 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 the major contrib- contrib- contributing factor to that is the fact that lack of communication, the mm. proud, the pride thing, and and just mm. not accepting or, or wanting to believe that the, the issue is there. And sure, if you compound that by the fact that you're in and in, so you're you're susceptible to that, but you're also injured. And you're not being able to do probably the very thing that keeps you away from those demons Correct. to a certain degree. Yeah. 
And, and I guess what you know, we're talking about what it's 2016 now, mm. and there probably have been fairly decent strides in um, understanding of, 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 of mental health and in um, acknowledgement and almost acceptance of it. But the football, you know, if you think about how much the world's changed this last 10 years and how much the world's evolved with technology and, and, and how wisdom is shared now. Um, in football, back in, you know, when you were playing, um, say, what, 10, 15 years ago when mm. some of this stuff's happening, mm. that, would that be right for years-wise? Yeah, for 15 years. Yeah, there's probably not much tolerance to that at all. You probably have no outlets, do you, at that point? There's no, no role models, there's no one that you can speak to. to. Um, and when the generation I was playing at, for me to go and tell my manager I'm struggling mentally yeah. all of a sudden you're coming out of that team straight away yeah. number one they'd be like two, what, what? <laughs> they'd probably get you out try to get you out of the club faster than yeah. <laughs> they got you in do you know what I mean yeah. so the difference is now everyone's very aware of mental health issues and what's you know what's going on with, I mean they have to put more money into things now mm. There, there is money available, but whether they want to put it into mental health is a different argument. But I think more money can go into it. Yeah. To help. And um, again, the more people keep speaking, the, 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 the better things generally will become. It's just, yeah, it's going to take time. But I think about uh, professional football and what I know from an outside perspective looking in, you know, it's the, the kind of, the mentality, the dressing room mentality, must, which must be must be quite um, laddish, mm. um, probably isn't tolerant or understanding of, of, mm. of depression. And the whole, listen, the whole, because of the world we live in, you can have intelligent people, people that are compassionate, mm. and then you can have ignorant people who just really don't care mm. because they've never experienced anything to do with mental health. Mm. They don't care. Um, and it's like, well, you know what? It's not really, no, no one's really, pro- I've got a problem in, in my family or in my life, so do you know what? Thank you, but no thank you. Yeah, and that that's is. fine, but it's not just happening in sport. Yeah. It's it's an overall yeah. bigger picture. It's, yeah. It happens, it can happen to the bus driver that works down the bus garage down the road. Cool. Yeah. But where where is that, um, look at Tyson Fury at the moment. So Tyson Fury is going through an, uh, a mental health issue at the moment. I don't know what's going on, but he's going through something. Um, unfortunately for him, because of always the way he's conducted himself in the past, he's now being judged in a you know, there's there's kind of you've got the side that are kind of kind of understanding, mm. and then you've got the side that are like, mm. you know, you've just been an absolute prick the last few years or whatever. Mm. Like, why should we have any sympathy for you, sort of thing? Really? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So he's he's getting it in all ways, shape, or form, mm. um, because he's the world champion. So mm. all of a sudden, the jury's out. Yeah. But people have got to look at the bigger picture. Yeah. Because if that guy wakes up dead, yeah. God forbid he doesn't touch yeah. wood, all of a sudden your mindset will be different. Yeah, yeah, of course. You don't know what that person's going through, yeah. regardless of whether he's world champion or whether he's a train yeah. driver. Like, yeah. never be too quick to judge someone 
that is just trying to say, do you know what, I'm struggling. Yeah. And this is my honest point. Yeah. You can't judge people for coming forward to say, oh, I'm struggling. Whether he's champion of the world, whether he's a top striker, or whatever it is, like, all these pointing fingers and judging, like, do your fucking homework first, is all mm, I yeah. can say. Do you know what I mean? And the plus it is, it doesn't matter who you are, the pressures that you, you know. Listen, a business is a business. It's always the same thing. It's all the same things I hear. Like, you know, um, obviously Eddie Hearn has got a business to run. Yeah. Ultimately, he thinks about the fight. Mm. Does he really care about Tyson Fury? Probably not. Mm. Let's be honest. Mm. You know, if you want to be, like, brutal about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the same thing with football. Um... Football-wise, just you know, there's there's managers, and you know, if if, if that player is not being uh, a credit to the team, or yeah. if he's not going to be a, a plus to the team, mm. all of a sudden, yeah, that player is not really yeah in his plans, yeah, because you know he's going through whatever he's going through, yeah. haven't really got time for that, yeah. Maybe people should start having time for it. It is strange, though, isn't it? I think that people are, are so selfish and so. It's money. It's, a lot of it's money. That's that's be honest. A lot of it is just to do with um, when you come into like your businesses and your companies and your 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 sports industries. Mm. A lot of it is just fundamentally to do with money. Mm. So, um, how you go about that, separating the business element into the personal, I don't really know. But mm. something has got to be changed with the way people. Just say like, oh well, you know, just get on with it. Like, you know, it's only like, just get on with it, and like, yeah. just just shut up. Yeah. Before you say that, just shut up because you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, look at the bigger picture, and that's the honest truth. That's what I, I get so irate about it because it's like there's too many ignorant people. We've got so much to say about mental health, and mm. oh yeah, you know, um, the, the the couple of fights ago, the fight. The fight that I fought John McAllen, mm. he tried to do the same thing with me. Oh, the Scottish I, guy. Yeah. So this he, was a, a very um, so a he, animated press conference yeah, so he, he, where he, he was quite he, rude, wasn't he? He was using like a psychological kind of. He tried to psychologically hurt me. Yeah. And he obviously had been going through Google. Obviously, he'd been going through all my like life history or whatever he's doing when he's at home in his little bedroom so he was thinking right I can look at this stuff and so I can troll him on so this stuff to get in like, his head maybe try and get in my head so right. we start saying things like suicide Leon oh and you what know all dick. these like big statements where you're taking it to, from a professional element into a personal yeah um, and you know I'm, he's gonna I'm gonna knock you out and put you back into depression and blah 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 and it's right. just embarrassing yeah. I felt like sorry for him yeah. you know what I mean yeah not once did like you know all the things he said like he actually retired in his corner and it all happened listen it wasn't so much the revenge for him because you know, at the end of that fight I still went over to him and said look all said and done I wish you all the best yeah. after everything yeah. I shouldn't have well, but I did if I, if, so knowing you if, if, if he'd uh, if I'd have spoke to this guy and said um don't do that. I'm like, right, you're going to have to fight him. Like, that's bad enough as it is <laughs> if you say that stuff and then you've got to fight him. There's no way that he's going to let you win. You know what I mean? Because after that, there's no way you're going to let him win, is it? He could have been in there with three... He could have had three people in there He'd done well for two rounds and blew up. It was as simple as that. He'd done well for two rounds and blew up. He wasn't as fit as me. Um, he, you know, he come with the wrong game plan. Very amateurish style. I would have given him two rounds, three rounds of the fight. But but, that's um, me being generous. But, 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 but this is the thing, um, and I think this is kind of consistent with you, is that um, 
you have this um, this strength, this perseverance, uh, this ability to kind of um, uh, to keep going, to keep fighting, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's something that's been. Um, you, you know that I that I can see in you, um, and and that's that's echoed in many ways. You know, it, for example, going to Palace, um, people uh, saying you're not good enough, you, you're not polished enough, yeah. and actually still turning up every single day and putting in the hours and putting in the work and ending up rising to the top yeah. of that. Now, you have fought back. Um, um, you know, the the I guess the lowest point for you um, came. Um, was it was it at Charlton where you were at? Right. When um, and obviously you obviously made a uh, I, I guess your, your lowest point and you fought yeah. back from, from from that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's it's a, it's not no secret to say that you know I've suffered from depression for many years. Um, and at the back end of my football career, which is probably at Charlton, um, I went through just a very bad situation where uh, you know I come to the you know I made a choice in my head where I come to it and I didn't really want to be existed in existing in this world anymore I just I just had enough I, I literally I literally you could say if you look at it boxing terms let's just say I lost a few rounds <laughs> but coming out of that yes I tried to commit suicide yes it didn't work out um and off the back of that things actually got worse for me after that believe it or not so what I try to tell people is that even from that low horrible dark place that I was in at a particular time you know then I went through all another kind of thing where I had to go into prison after that and then after you know what I mean like just all these of... little things I was just like Jesus like mm. how much more can one take yeah you know, like well, they're not little things. They're yeah, bro. You know, this is this. Is, you know, I've been an athlete all my life, and you know, through driving um, offences, I gave someone my driving points, and I got put into prison for it. Yeah. That's the reality. Yeah. Right. So, whatever way you want to look at it, that is what happened. Made an example of me. Okay, brilliant, cool, judge. Mm. You see that fit? Okay, great, cool. Took it on the chin. Mm. Did what I have to do. Came out again, a little bit lost. And then I'm kind of got lost, and then I'm going to get to go through like another divorce. Um, and then I had to went, in, went through some more horrible got hit with some horrible kind of tax thing right. to do with like agent and just things that you just think like really yeah things that you kind of outsource right? yeah as that, a you know respond- that was not in my control yeah but they're like well you know so that you know put put me to a point where you know literally nearly could have gone bankrupt probably should have but again just held on I pretty much lost everything, if I'm honest with you. Mm. I lost everything to the point of, you know, I had to move in with my younger sister. I was there for the best part of a year. We're talking like I'm age 35 now. Mm. You know, believe it or not, and this is what I I clearly tell people, you really don't know how strong you are until being strong is all you know, right? And (laughs) my honest opinion is, that particular year was probably the hardest year of my life. Like, I had nothing. I'm having to, like, you know, start getting back in on on, on public transport, just trying to get to training, to get to train. Mm. I made my professional debut that year. I made my professional boxing debut that year when I was literally on my face. And, you, and so was it an outlet for you? Or was it like a... So boxing came at a time, because everything... 
in life sometimes things are about timing yeah but boxing came at a time in my life where it just uh, is something i held on to yeah because i had nothing obviously i got my beautiful babies blah, blah blah but listen at the end of the day you know i had to get up and keep fighting every day mm. to try and succeed again for me so in doing that the journey was a a long process but three years later just mm. over we're fighting for the english title just climbing another mountain you know all of a sudden you look at the journey and you look at everything and you know that's why some people just look at oh yeah football or boxing oh yeah okay great yeah. well now do you know what if you actually <laughs> look into my journey yeah and you it's, see what the paths that i've walked yeah then you will appreciate what it's even took to get to this place now. yeah yeah does that make sense yeah completely that's all i'm trying to say like, yeah literally there was a there was a fight i also like, used to love watching him box he never really amounted to much in the end his name was Hoyt I think he was, in, he was he'd just come out of prison turned pro he trained in prison 24 I think he killed someone when he was at 16 and uh, he fought for a world title I thought he lost to Vivian Harris but he he was um, I just loved him because he'd come out of adversity and there was a story behind it and and um, you know in terms of there's, there's parallels in that you're, you came from the darkest depths of your depression, as you said, the suicide attempt, but now yeah. to just get in a ring. And the, these stories are associated with boxing as well. And I wonder just, because I know you've got to shoot off, I, I wonder if um, boxing was actually perfectly suited for you at that time, because whereas bo- uh, football is a team sport and there's lots of people around you, mm. and boxing is an individual sport, yeah. you've all of the attention, your father's attention, because he's in your corner, mm. and obviously the knowledge from your, your uncle, too. Um, I wonder if um, if that was actually perfect because then you you, could, you can rebuild you you build as a boxer and then as a person. It, it was a pretty much a Rocky Five story. Yeah. You know when he like just lose everything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He just lose everything. They move back into their old little house yeah. and it was along them lines. But obviously, I didn't have no wife and no kids around me, mm. so I'm I'm pretty isolated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going into you know I'm going I'm doing training and my head's a mess and. I'm coming back to my sister's house and into a little room and I cry my eyes out mm. every day for the best part of a year because I'm now going through a divorce yeah. I'm now worrying about this I'm now worrying about that Fuck. all of a sudden the reality of things becomes overwhelming so something in not everyone has it but something in me there's a spirit that comes out in me where I just have that fight spirit. Mm. so I became like you just become that you know that, that resilience just kicks in and then all of a sudden you're just like Okay, and then things start picking up, and yeah. obviously I, I I gained some hope through winning my first professional fight, and then you know obviously ten fights on. Yeah, we're, we're where we're at. But there's nothing, is it, like like boxing and these combat sports? There's nothing like you can hide in football. You yeah. can kind of mm. you know you can even hide in 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 some sports where well, not that you could if you're playing tennis in singles you can mm. you can hide because it's still you against that other guy, but mm. in fighting mm. you know you're fighting crying out loud do you know what I mean mm. and it's not over uh, like one shot can end it it's not like a point in ten you can have a bad game or a bad set mm. in fighting it's the most primitive kind of gladiatorial you against him mm. and and a lot of it's technique it's special, obviously it's but it's will as well isn't yeah, it it's, it's determination it's and that's you've got to have that have, thing that's something I have you know and it, it, again it goes back to the DNA you know, that's, that's, you know, it's clear, it's clear indications of my DNA. And that is a big part of why I'm doing and able to do what I'm doing. Because mm. in my blood, 
stream. Mm. So, you know, going from that, you know, obviously boxing, who knows? Whereas the next fight that if it finishes or the one after or the one after, who knows? But at the same time, um, it's all about preparation, life after boxing now as well. So mm. things that, you know, obviously I'm doing a lot with mental health and I'm speaking at events and I'm probably going to be working for a company to do a lot more with to do with those particular things. Nice. Studying counselling. So I'm going to do a lot more training to become like counsellor therapist. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're going into another kind of field. Yeah. So again, to anyone that's like listening, you know, as much as you might be going through one particular career and everything else, a lot of life is just about preparation and preparing yourself to when certain things finish, preparing yourself to, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. Uphold the difficult, the difficult times that your life might yeah. and you, come and, against. And it sounds like you're, you, every time you've kind of had a difficulty that you've managed to turn that on its head and use it to your advantage. In, in, I and, try to. Yeah, I try to be positive. Even when I speak about mental health, you know, I never, it's never, when I speak, it's never for, for when I tell my journey and I tell my story, it's never for people to oh, feel sorry for me. It's not about that. What, what I do it is for is to try and inspire and to try and um, uh, make the uh, topic more understood, um, more understood. Yeah. Coming from the experiences that I've had, I just try and build it that way and keep it positive. Mm. Because you know, yeah, you can go through all these little uh, things and you go through all these dark places, but you know what? As much as there's many, many storms, there's also sunny days do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. well, that's it. it's a uh, I mean it's a fascinating story and, and I, I think that you're a, a very inspiring kind of character in it. and to be honest in this world now like where you know we work with, with brands quite a lot and yeah. uh, a lot of brands that you know that whole underdog that whole plucky resilient thing it's I just feel like almost like a brand should really kind of get involved in you. Mm. Like, there's beautiful stuff. Like, mm. Can people, um, it's like, sponsor like you? Like, is that something? Like- yeah, so listen, obviously, I, I get sponsored um, every fight. Um, I try to kind of do that by myself. And then I've got my, my cousin who does a lot with Team McKenzie. Yeah. Um, but we're still trying to secure one more sponsor. That's what helps me, you know, helps me with for the, training. For the next and, fight. Yeah, helps me with so much obviously because you know I'm, I'm, I'm giving my all for this particular moment mm. um, so any sponsor you know any sponsors um, I've got a brochure actually made but any sponsors again you know contact me you you heard the man anyone out there you want to be on the shorts for this for this historic fight for this next fight the next the next fight in, in, in the journey of Leon then uh, then get in touch with us or, or yeah. check out and, uh, and we'll put in touch but yeah listen any, any you know it, it means a lot and I mean, the people that have sponsored me already so grateful and um, because it, it's it's helped me with with training and, and the journey along the way it's, it's very difficult otherwise to do it without other people's help. Yeah. Have you uh, have you tried Rainham Steel? I seem to sponsor every every boxer under the sun. You're not seen there. It's usually have to be from East London. Yeah. <laughs> Typically Rainham. Yeah, I've, I've seen them a lot. Yeah. Do you see them always? Yeah. Do you see them on the football things as well? Actually, Rainham Steel. It's like it doesn't really seem a consumer. Steel. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do with that steel? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no. one, it? Who knows? But you know, I, I, it's never. I never like. I don't like to get into a kind of desperate. 
oh, please sponsor me kind of thing. No, no, no. I, someone's got to understand my journey and someone's got to believe in what I've tried to do and mm. what I'm trying to do. Once you get that, it mm. becomes different men- yeah. mental... You're on a journey together then. Do you, you know what I mean? The mindset's like, the right thing. And most of the people that do sponsor me is generally just been through good-hearted, mm. saying to me, do you know what, you've inspired me. Mm. I think you're doing fantastic. Yeah. I want to be a part of it. There you go. Yeah. That's like, I'm, you know, that's brilliant for me. Because yeah, not, not only am I seem to be helping people when I don't really know it. Yeah. But also that, you know, they're wanting to sort of help me succeed as well. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's really credible. Well, we're in your corner, mate. Uh, anyway. Absolutely. I, I was going to ask about, um, cause, um, one thing, I mean, oh, oh by the way, um, uh, ch- check out Leon, uh, Leon's Snapchat, uh, Instagram as well. Yeah. So my Snapchat is L Mac box number two box. So box the box, L Mac box the box. Instagram Leon Mac Insta, and Twitter is Leon McKenzie one. And there's and there's some great um, content on there. I mean, you're a fucking beast in the in in the gym. Like you are. Like I, I watch that for ideas for kind of workouts and stuff like that. <laughs> and I just like going and seeing what your your dad puts you through at times because it, yeah. it's brutal. But um, you you had you were sparring with Chris Eubank Junior, weren't you uh, yeah. recently? Mm. And and. You know, he he looks like he's a pretty fucking good up and coming fighter to me. How how did that go? Mm, he's a str- he's a strong boy. He's at a, a very very good level. Um, it was a bit of a war, so there wasn't a lot of <laughs> boxing going on. He's a fight. Yeah, he's a pure fighter. Right, pure fighter. Um, but I think you know after that spa, the respect was there. He, he gave me a lot more respect um, after. Right. Rather than oh, really? Before, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, listen. To be an honest man, it, it got the better of me. I would say, in between a few little rounds, but I sure as hell like made him know I was there. Sort yeah, of, sort of a little sure. bit of it, but uh, yeah, it was, it was yeah, pretty. Yeah. It was pretty, uh, pretty intense. But it, it was good. It was a good experience for me. Um, you know, I, I spar. I pretty much spar with, with everyone. It's, it's just, you know, sometimes. You uh, have to sort of push yourself to certain levels. I mean, I've sparred with you, like, you know, James DeGale and so many other good fighters um, out there mm. that, you know, you just you just push yourself. But I think when I sort of told the Eubanks my age or my dad told the Eubanks my age after because they wanted to maybe do it more regularly mm. um, sort of get us down to oh, really? twice a week, yeah. So obviously thought you were a pretty well, well, good test well, and a good... Just, uh, you know, they, they obviously I can fight, so... Um, but obviously, obviously, when they said like my age, it was like, yeah, Mr. Senior, senior sort of mouth dropped. Really? Yeah. Because now, you- now all of a sudden it's like, oh, like you're close to forty, <laughs> and you're like, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The perception changes, you see. So it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. So they they invited you back or what? Yeah, no, I can go back whenever I want. They said they said we can go back. Um, ideally, when I went probably to him, I wasn't at my fittest and I wasn't at my sharpest. Mm. So um, ideally, I'd like to go back there a little bit more fitter because mm. um, it says him obviously bombarding me in the corners, like <laughs> literally doing most of it. But um, other than that, it was cool. It was pretty fair. We, you know, I, I hit him. I gave him some. Some good shots, and you know it is what it is. Like it's good. I enjoyed it. 
we'll go back superb Leon thank you so much pleasure it's been fascinating yeah. really really good and um, really helps us because um, people love listening to this stuff and it's not often people so. inside oh they do they do I promise you uh, that's not it's not often you get to sit in and I know you're very open and you have been in the past but it's, it's really grateful to sit down with you for an hour and it's been really interesting um, remember if you have the time please re- leave a review for Le Long Ball Street rate us and help us yeah please like, I'd love to see like the reviews and if you're listening I'd, I hope you've understood like what I've been trying to say and mm. and everything else so yeah man get on to the Ball Street that's it uh, not, uh, movement <laughs> and look, if, if, even if you've, you've listened to this one because you, you, you like Leon and you want to listen to more more him talk but we've got plenty of other stuff as well we spoke to Michael Jubry, Ian Wright uh, Sam Parkin um, the, who else we had on? I can't remember we had, we had MVP Michael Venom Page Michael Venom Page if you like Venom, so the, the, Greco Michael Greco <laughs> Pepe of Extenders if you didn't know uh, we, uh, we've had sports lawyers but just go back and listen yeah. to them most of them are evergreen so they don't age or, or date right. so um, yeah alright thank you uh, and, uh, and, and mate uh, honestly like you you, you are someone that, um, you know, that I look up to has been um, and, and someone that I would never ever 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 want to fight um, <laughs> or for you to ever be angry with fight. me <laughs> yeah, and I do have a question right and I was thinking about whether or not to ask this uh, and in fact Sorry, out of everyone that we've we've had on the podcast so far, yeah. right? Who would you who would you most like to fight, and who would you least like to fight? I'd most like to fight Ian Wright. <laughs> what first man <laughs> standard? Although, would you windmill him? Oh, I don't know what I'd do. I can't take Ian Wright, can I? No. Uh, most <laughs> like to fight probably a sports lawyer. I reckon. Yeah. I'd go. <laughs> yeah, he killed but, sports. But I've got two questions. But I'm, I'm collecting a team of people that can back me if I need to in a dif- difficult situation. So, given the fact we spent an hour together, we've made a connection. Are you ready to back me when the phone call comes? Could be anything. Michael Venom Page has also said he's going to turn up if I need him to. Yeah, yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah, not a problem. Oh, so I've got a boxer and a and you've got the beast who said he's is in your corner. Yeah, yeah because... the beast as well. Yeah. No problems at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the, the question I was going to ask you is: if I got one punch on you, could what's the likelihood? How long would I last in a boxing ring? Do you think, given the fact that I have zero ability as a fighter, you're talking a couple of digs and that's it. What, so if you punch me, what? No, well, I get a free punch, obviously. Okay, so I'd probably just smile. No, You'd smile? Don't smile, mate. Even just I generally, if I get hit like that, I'll generally smile, and then you seem there's a certain face up all where all right. you're, so, you're no like, so <laughs> you know I'm so coming. I've seen this before, right? Um, do you remember when we filmed in your gym, your dad's gym? Yeah. Yeah, and we had Charlie down, oh, right, yeah. and he was oh, going man. at it, and you dropped him. With an uppercut to the side. See, I didn't really see that was unfair because, like, I there was no malicious. This is this yeah. is where this is where it's a little bit like ah. See, when I watched that back, I was a bit like gutted because when I sort of let that punch go, it, it wasn't there was no maliciousness in it. Yeah, it was obviously just, it, it was, just the way I know it. Te- just it was where, just like, the technique was just kind of there, and I yeah. just like let it go a little bit, and obviously just crumbled. It was, but it was the noise he made after. <laughs> 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 That's what he's gonna say. It was the noise was so he made fun. after. It was so, where it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable, but it was like a part of me was laughing, but a part of me was like, "Oh no, Lee!" Yeah. Like he was just like, "I see right. him," and he was just right. like, "You're right." He's like, <laughs> 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 
he winded him completely. <laughs> it was the funniest thing because Charlie's like the nicest guy. He's lovely. And he was going at it. But Gartin. He was. He went straight. Well, I was holding the camera and I was literally just like, boom. I was like, move, do something if you're all right. And he just goes, <laughs> Amazing. Oh, dear. So, Charlie, I'm sorry, mate. It wasn't, nah. it wasn't intended. Well, to be fair, he was going at it. He should have been showed a bit more respect, I think. Yeah. Most of them do. It's like the photo that everyone does. Yeah. When they come up against me, they seem to go for it. Mm. It's funny though, isn't it? Like I know a guy who uh, is a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. He, he's done various kind of martial arts, and I, I sometimes train with him, right? And every now and again, I'll be, you know, I've been doing weights, and I'll be feeling kind of all like full of adrenaline, and I'll be like, "Hey, mate, we like," that. and he's just like, he's just like, "Don't," <laughs> he's just don't because. I can't I can't pl- do that it's just yeah. I will just grab you and, and yeah. it's a different like when it's a professional yeah. like we can go oh, away hey, we yeah, have yeah. the odd wrestle at work but you just you, you just can't help it it's <laughs> what you're trying to do isn't it is to just hit them shots I'm and it's gonna hurt me so yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks so much Leon yeah nice one Leon see you at the far post see ya imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.